Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of 1 Peter today, 1 Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 23. And I want to deal with the subject of being born again. And that's how our passage begins, this, this verse. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Being born again. And notice that, that word, not of corruptible, corruptible seed. Corruptible, if you look that word up, it means decaying sin or perishing uh, seed, excuse me, perishing seed or decaying seed. You know, the result of your first birth being begotten of parents who birthed you only to die, corruptible, decaying seed. But if you look at the word incorruptible, that means uh, immortal seed or undecaying it means continuing seed. It means enduring seed or permanent seed, where the first seed is one that results in decay and death. The second results in continuation remaining. The Bible talks about in 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, that God's seed remains in us because we're born of God. Uh, we overcome sin. Being born of corruptible seed is um, death, but being born of incorruptible seed is life. Can never decay. Incorruptible. And how are you born again? By truth, by the Word of God. And of course, when you read a passage like this, you automatically, in your mind, if you're a student of God's Word, you go to John chapter number 3. John chapter number 3, uh, where Jesus uh, is approached by Nicodemus. The Bible says in verse number one, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus said this to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so Jesus said, you must be born again. He told this to Nicodemus. He said, you've got to be born of water. You've got to be born of the Spirit, the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And unless you're born of the water, of the Word, and the Spirit of God, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, John chapter 3 uh, is, a, is a familiar passage. It is a favorite passage. But the truth is, it's a fundamental passage. Because this birth that Jesus talks about is a miracle birth. Being born again is a miracle. It's not something religion can produce. It's not something a preacher can produce. It's not something your parents can produce in your life. It is a miracle of God. And there, those words, I love those words Jesus used. He said, verily, verily. That means surely, surely, truly, truly, really, really. A man, a man, so be it, so be it. That's what the word means. And whenever Jesus in the Bible uses the phrase verily, verily, you need to pay attention because he's, he's giving a double emphasis. Verily, verily, 
I say unto thee, except a man be born again. And then again in verse 5, that's verse 3, verse 5 says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit. So Nicodemus, this ruler of the Jews, was um, he was a great man as far as Judaism was concerned. In fact, the name Nicodemus means superior. He was an educated man. He was a, a man who had risen above his fellows. He's a man who was a leader among leaders. And he had seen and he had heard that Jesus, uh, about Jesus of Nazareth, and he'd heard about these miracles. And, and you know, as a Jew, you got to understand the Jewish culture. They were enthralled by miracles. They were enthralled by signs and wonders, intrigued by those things. And it's in their foundation. I mean, you look in the book of Exodus, all that God did with Moses there in the book of Exodus in the land of Egypt, uh, their whole foundation as a people was built upon signs and wonders. So therefore, uh, they they cling to that. And, and Nicodemus says, we know you're from God. We know you're a teacher from God because these miracles you're doing. And Nicodemus wanted to talk about miracles, and Jesus wanted to talk about births. It's very interesting because the truth is a birth is a miracle, and being born is a miracle. Uh, it's the greatest miracle. I mean, science and doctors and medicine have, have uh, you know, tapped into what takes place and all that. But let's just get real about it. Birth is a miracle. It's a miracle how two become one and a child is born. It's the greatest miracle in our life. But I'll tell you something, the greatest miracle in the Christian life, in the spiritual realm, is the miracle of the new birth. And so Peter talked about being born again. And no doubt when he wrote that in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, he was thinking about John chapter number 3. No doubt he was thinking about the story of Nicodemus and how Jesus said, you must be born again. Now, I'm going to just give you a few thoughts on this, on this about being born again. The first thing I want you to notice is the problem of the sinner's birth, the problem of a sinner's birth. Here is a man that we find who was born into the natural world. He speaks of it in verse number four. Nicodemus uh, said to the Lord, he said, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? See, Nicodemus is saying, I've already been there. I've already done that. I, I came out of my mother's womb. And, and that's a once in a lifetime experience. No man's going to be born physically twice. So he was having a hard time understanding. So Jesus starts explaining to him the problem of a carnal birth, of a sinner's birth. He said, number one, he said, Nicodemus, you were born into a natural world. You were born of the flesh. And then he said, you were born into a sinful world because that which is flesh is flesh. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We are bound to this flesh. That's the problem of the carnal birth. That's the problem of the sinner's birth. Bound to the flesh. You can't change the flesh. You can put it in the bathtub, but it's still flesh. You can dress it up, but it's still flesh. You can send it to university, but it's still flesh. You can send it to rehab, but it's still flesh. Well, you can even take the flesh and join a church, but it's still flesh. Baptize it, and it's still flesh. Put it on the church roll, but it's still flesh. Why? Because we are bound to the carnal world by our birth. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, 
verse number three, that we, we are by nature the children of wrath. Now, I know we don't like to think about our children in this way, but that little baby that's born into your family, and it's the sweetest little angel, you know, just a little angel sent from heaven, but you let that little angel grow up without discipline, and he'll black your eye. You let that little angel grow up without discipline, and it'll be a fallen angel. Because that child was conceived with a sinful nature. He said, Nicodemus, you were born in the natural world, and you are bound to a sinful world. What did David say in Psalm 51, verse number three, uh, 5? He said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity. That means that sin was inside of me when I was born. We're born to the natural world, and we're bound to the sinful world. Nicodemus, that which is born of flesh is flesh. And the flesh has natural inclinations that we receive from our first parents. You go over to the book of Galatians, chapter number 5, you'll find a glimpse of what the flesh is. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. That lasciviousness means unbridled lust, idolatry. That means putting anything ahead of God. Witchcraft, that means consorting with the occult. Hatred, variance, emulations, that means stirring up distasteful things. Wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, uh, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Well, preacher, I haven't done all those things. Well, you may not, but the flesh on the inside is capable of that. And it's not the amount of sins that we have committed that condemns us. It's the amount of sin that we contain that condemns us. Did you know more people drown in nine feet of water than in 90 feet of water? You don't, it don't matter the depth of the water. In fact, you can drown in nine inches of water. And so it's not the depth of the water that causes you to drown. And that's the same way of sin. It's not the amount of sin you commit. It's the amount of sin you contain. If a man is a sinner, he's a sinner. If he's guilty in one part, he's guilty in all of it. James 2.10 says, if we keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, we're guilty of it all. And even though you may not have done the things, all of those things that are mentioned as works of the flesh, you're still guilty. Because the problem is not what a man does. The problem is what a man is. A man is not a sinner because he sins. He sins because he's a sinner. Did you hear that? A man is not a sinner because he sins. He sins because he is a sinner. A man is not a liar because he tells lies. He tells lies because he's a liar. And Nicodemus, Jesus said to him, you were born in the, the natural world. You're born of the flesh. You were bound to a sinful world. That which is born of flesh is flesh. But then he said this. He said, Nicodemus, you're blind to the spiritual world. He said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, heaven. That is so true. Here's a man who was a master in Israel. Here is a man who had degrees, He was yet he was blind to spiritual things. He couldn't understand them. You can receive the greatest education and still be in darkness. You can earn the world's PhDs and still be in darkness. You can be a doctor, a lawyer, a professor, an entrepreneur and still be in darkness. You could have graduated top of your class and still be in darkness, except a man be born again. Except a man be born again, he cannot see 
You know what Ephesians 4.18 says? The Bible says there, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. There are certain things you can never know until God the Holy Spirit turns the light on. And that's why the power of the Holy Spirit is necessary. A preacher can instruct truth, but only the Holy Spirit can impart truth. A preacher can instruct truth, but only the Holy Spirit can illuminate truth. I can preach absolute truth and a person sit there and not understand one spiritual word of it. They could get the words, but not the wisdom. And until the Holy Spirit turns the light on in their soul, they're not going to understand it. The Bible said the, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. The problem of a sinner's birth. You're born into a natural world. You're bound to a sinful world. And you're blind to the spiritual world. That's why you got to be born again. And boy, I thank God today for the new birth. I don't want you to miss the next podcast because we're going to go further about being born again. Well, preacher, I know all this. Yeah, but we need to know the fundamental truths of it. We may be familiar with the new birth and we it may be a favorite passage, but it's fundamental. It's fundamental. And I don't want you to miss the next podcast. We're going to go further into this. Today, today you've got the opportunity to go out and be salt and light. This world is dirty and it is dark. It needs some purification and some illumination. Why don't you say, God, I'm going to I want to I want to be a light today. I want to be salt today. And if you're listening to this in the evening, plan on purpose. Tomorrow, I'm going to be a testimony. I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to go out and do something for God. I'm going to be salt. I'm going to be light. And until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.